You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Lindsay, we have a very exciting episode today, don't we? We absolutely do, Laura. This, similarly to last episode, has been a long time in the making. Today, we are recording with my mom, Karen Adams. Hi, ladies. I am very excited to finally be here. I listen to your podcast all the time, and I always want to shout out answers or comments, but I know (laughs) you can't hear me, so I'm so happy to be here today. We're Everybody can hear me tell my little stories and perspective of being the mom of an AGW. Yes. (laughs) It's so important for us to get the mom side of the story, I think, because moms play an important role in daughters' AG stories, I think. Exactly. Without us, you would not have your American Girl dolls at all. That's it's true. true. Both both from a financial perspective and from just knowing about them. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And I feel like so many of my memories, mom, like you have such a different perspective on. Like I can't even imagine how many things that I get wrong on this podcast. Like how many things I thought I had, how many memories I thought happened one way that are probably so different. But I cannot wait to hear from you today and to get into everything. So you grew up in Brooklyn, where I currently live, and Laura as well, but would love to hear from you. What were you like growing up? I grew up in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, and for the first five years of my life, we lived with my maternal grandmother, Leah, who you're named after, my Mm -hmm. Aunt Celia, who you probably remember, who was unmarried at the time, my mom, my dad, and then my younger brother came along a few years later. So it was a big crowded house. I was very quiet and shy. I wore glasses from a very early age. I love to read. I love to write. I love to play with my dolls. And I had a pretty happy childhood. Uh, We did move into our own home when I was five years old. So I went to three different kindergartens in between moving. And that was a little traumatic for me. But I managed, and I think that my introverted, introspective personality made me kind of resilient in that I like to be by myself. I had a few good friends. I didn't like to be with big groups of people. If I was, I probably wouldn't have said too much, but I liked having a couple of really good friends at a time that I can do fun stuff with. I feel like that still is you today. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so, that's so relatable. Um, I, I feel like I'm more of an introvert myself too. And when I was growing up, I liked to play with like a couple girls at one time, but not like into like having a huge group of friends. What was it like living with all those family members and having them close by early on? Do you feel like they had an influence on your childhood and how you were playing and the things that you were interested in growing up? They definitely had a big influence. My Aunt Celia was a single working woman and she worked in Manhattan and she would come home not every day, but my memory is that she came home every day with a new toy or candy or something for me. But I used to get a lot of treats for my aunt, more than my parents, I think, even. So that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of attention of course, until my brother came along and he was the first boy in the family. And then I, and nobody paid attention to me and I was pretty much on my own. But that Aww. was okay. <laughs> Mom, that's a sad sound. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I had friends in the neighborhood. And when I was four or five, the older girls took me to the library, which was about a 15 minute walk from the house and my parents couldn't find me. And I was thrilled because I was finally in the library and getting to 
get my Dr. Seuss books, but I was just happy as anything, having a couple of older kids in the neighborhood, going to the library, reading and having the attention of the older people in my house. It was, it was a nice upbringing. It was good. I, so of course I grew up in Connecticut and our neighborhood had so many kids in it. Like, I feel like I was always outside playing with the neighborhood kids. What was it like in Brooklyn growing up, especially like in the late fifties, early sixties, was it like safe to like roam around the neighborhood? Oh, it, it definitely was. When we moved to our house that my mom still lives in now, there were kids in every house and we had a great time. I had friends living next door, friends down the street. There were so many kids. I had 40 kids in my classes when I went to school. 40 kids. Now, if you have over 20 or 25, people think that's crazy, but we all learn. We were all really smart kids. They kind of pushed us through. Um, I was in some special, call an SP class where you did three years of school in two years. So I graduated high school at 16. Wow. College at 20 and grad school with my master's at 22. So tons of kids in the neighborhood. It was a great upbringing, uh, great childhood. I love dolls as well. I want to jump into that a little bit deeper and talk about, you know, what types of dolls you were interested in and what was your doll collection like? My doll collection was basically Barbies. When I was younger, it was Thumbelina, Chatty Cathy, the little chatty brother, that type of thing. The baby dolls, little kittles. It was a whole uh, collection. (laughs) But then once I got into the Barbies, I had about a dozen of them all ages, genders. My friends and I played with them a little too long to the point where (laughs) the Barbie dolls were doing kind of lewd things to one another. (laughs) We we played with those dolls. We got a lot of mileage out of those parts. A common theme that people share on the AGW podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So that, that was a lot of fun. Was there any um, particular way that you and your friends liked to play with your Barbies? One of the things we were talking about with my mom was like, she was very particular in the way that uh, she wanted to like engage in Barbie scenarios. And like half the fun of it was like setting up like the Barbie house or the Barbie car uh, to get ready to play with them. And then, you know, when you're actually playing with them, like that's only half of it, like setting it up is so fun. Yeah, I did have the Barbie house and I had a lot of male cousins that would come over and kick the Barbie house. So Barbie (laughs) house was kind of, it was made out of a heavy cardboard and it was kind of destroyed early on. (laughs) So basically my Barbie play was more of the Barbie socializing with one another um, without a lot of, you know, detail and little scenarios. It was... Did the Barbies have like little outfits that you like to put on them? They did. The Barbies had a lot of clothes, but a lot of <laughs> times the Barbies were not wearing their clothes. <laughs> did they have a huge emphasis at the time on like the different careers or themes for Barbie like they do today? Like, was that something that was really common back then? Not at all. I, I think the Barbies were just differentiated by their hairstyle. Like the older Barbie had the big bubble hairdo. I don't think I had that one. Then there was one with the ponytail and then they started having the longer hair. And then Mm -hmm. I had Skipper, Midge. There was another little girl. There was a little boy. I forget their names. Did you save Uh, all of these dolls? Like, do you still have your Barbie collection? Yeah. My Barbie collection is still at my mom's. Yeah. Next time we're at Nana's, let's definitely look through them. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. That would be so much fun. I think it's, it's kind of funny how like, Barbie hasn't changed a whole bit, like from when Lindsay and I were kids from, you know, previous generations, like Skipper was a character that I also had, Ken, obviously, like, they really kept a lot of it like consistent for years and years at a time, uh, which is kind of like similar to AG, like they've, they've changed and gone through evolutions, but like a lot of the the themes of Barbie and like the general principles of Barbie have remained the same for like decades. Right. You might go into this a little bit about what I was like growing up, but I wasn't the most careful child. Like, you know, anything in my possession, I would break, lose, 
and disfigure in some way. I feel like you weren't like this growing up though. Were you a bit more careful with your dolls? Like, I, I feel like we could pull them out of like the closet at Nana's house and they would be in pristine condition. Uh, not, not all of them. Some of them were very valuable to me. The, the ones like my Thumbelina doll, I took really good care of that one. I remember holding that doll while I was outside on my front porch and a woman walking by and yelling at me for holding the baby in that <laughs> weird way and just thinking it was a real baby. So I <laughs> took really good care of that doll. Oh my I, goodness. My That's dolls so are in pretty good condition, not perfect. My sister, on the other hand, just did what you did with dolls. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's listening to this. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Lindsay, you're giving yourself a bit of a hard time, but your American Girl doll is way more intact than mine was. So. <laughs> eh, I don't know. We've all seen Felicity's hair. It's not looking great. <laughs> I did get a wig for her, so I need to give her a little makeover soon. Did yeah, you really we'll get see. a wig? You got a wig? I got a wig. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. And the re-wigging American Girl dolls is apparently something like very common now that people are doing to restore them, Um, which I think Airly was the first one to tell us about that, right? Yeah. Airly re-wigged a couple of her dolls. And when she first told me, I was like, whoa, you did what? But I was like, wait, it's not bad. The only thing is this hair is like so beautiful. Mm. Like. A little too glam for Felicity <laughs> in colonial times, right? <laughs> she, she has a blowout. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> when we were talking about Felicity and I told you, you gave her a haircut. You didn't believe me until you found her. I know. I don't remember doing this. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't think I did it. That's definitely something in my character. And like, why wouldn't I cut Felicity's hair? (laughs) But I don't remember doing it. So I'm really excited to chat more about AG through your perspective, mom. But let's go from like the very basics. What was I like growing up? So Linz, I know you think you are always a girly girl, but you are not always a girly girl. (laughs) And you are a very... You are a great little baby. You are just always smiling and happy and so easygoing. And once you started moving around, like you were walking so early, like nine months. I, I'm, I was looking at your baby book just to get a perspective here. And <laughs> once you started really going, you were climbing out of your crib into your high chair. If I put you on a backpack on my back, a little carrier, you were on my head. You would fly out of that and you'd be perched on my head like a monkey. I mean, it was wow. This sounds like this sounds like the beginnings of an Olympic gymnast. Exactly. Which I was not. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why we signed origin gymnastics as early as we could to channel it because you were walking on the back of the sofas. You I we couldn't contain your energy level. We'd turn our backs, you'd be out the door, you'd be climbing on the table, you'd just (laughs) You were not interested at all in dolls. You had little dolls. You had little cute little girl stuff. All you want to do is play with the your brother's matchbox cars. That's it. <laughs> oh you my goodness! Wow, this I, is such um, a surprising origin story for Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I remember it, but then I went through your baby book up until you're like four or five years, and it's all in there. Wow. Documented. So then you started, I started, you know, getting you little dolls. I got you a little baby doll and made it a little quilt. I used to do some quilting and you were sort of interested in that, but not really. And then when I was pregnant with Ryan, your little brother, I thought perfect opportunity. I'm going to get you a bitty baby. You too young for the (laughs) actual American girl doll, but a bitty baby would be great because then you'll have a baby of your own when I'm taking care of my baby. There's a little baby for you to kind of model after. And, so and you were cute. sort of interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, what was Lindsay's reaction to getting the bitty baby? Did she like understand how to play with it? Or like, what's the age difference between Lindsay and her brother? Because I'm forgetting. There's a little less than two and a half years between Greg, who's the, her older brother, and Lindsay. And then 
four and a half going on five years between Lindsay and Ryan. So she was yeah. four and a half when she got that doll, old enough to know, you know, how to use a baby doll. <laughs> I got Biddy Baby before he was born. I, I remember having Biddy Baby. And I remember, this is kind of funny because I feel like so many of my memories are either things that have happened or things that I thought have happened. Like I, in my memory, thought I had a lot of like the bitty baby accessories. Did I? Most likely not. <laughs> like I... I remember like very specific things. I know I had that book. I know I had the book that kind of does a lot of like pop-up things and like you pull certain pages do you know what I'm talking about, mom? It probably came with the doll, right? Yeah. But I remember having like the bassinet, uh, which I, I have no idea if I actually have this or not. <laughs> like, it's so weird that I like probably just like looked at the catalog so much. <laughs> I don't think we bought you most of the things. I think we just bought you the basic stuff. Everything in that catalog to me was so expensive. It was crazy. I don't want to get into the catalog stuff yet, but I also loved looking at the catalog, but I tried to find the most cost-effective things that were (laughs) the most sense to purchase because everything was so pricey. But the baby baby, I know that it most likely came with a book. Maybe we got you another little outfit for it, but yeah, I, I don't think a lot of accessories. Where did you first find out about American Girl? Well, growing up for you, um, your two cousins, Lauren and Robin, who live nearby, and Aunt Denise, we used to swap kids when we went to work. I would take Lauren and Robin to my house when Denise was working. And when I was working, Denise would take you guys. They're a little bit older, seven years older than you. And Mm -hmm. they got the American Girl dolls. I thought they were great. Lauren got Samantha and Robin got Kirsten. I had seen them recently at our other cousin's wedding this spring, and we were chatting a bit about AG together and what their experiences were like. I need to have like a cousin's episode on this podcast. Like all of my cousins had American Girl and pretty like interesting collections too. But I remember Robin's Kirsten had the hair like completely intact. Like she did not take those braids out. And she, she confirmed that too. When we spoke, like she thought Kirsten was like super precious. I oh. doubt that they even played with those dolls. Cause I asked Antonise yesterday what her memories were. And mm-hmm. she said, all she can remember is Kirsten sitting on a little rocking chair in Robin's room. I don't <laughs> touch them. I think it was more of a, like you say, a very precious doll that was meant for show as opposed to a lot of play yeah yeah that makes sense do we remember like how Lindsay came to get Felicity specifically like did she choose Felicity or what was the chain of events that occurred um for Felicity to come into Lindsay's life okay so I know that the catalogs came to us because I saw them with the cousins and I got myself on a mailing list (laughs) and I thought since Lindsay wore glasses that (laughs) Molly would be such a good doll for her to have I know my mom (laughs) got me a doll with glasses when I was little because I wore glasses from when I was about three just as Lindsay did (laughs) and she wanted me to have a doll that looked like me and I thought that was Okay, I probably took the glasses right off and um, <laughs> never chewing on the nose of the doll, but whatever. I was <laughs> something fun to do. But anyway, I <laughs> thought that Lindsay should have Molly. I knew that she couldn't have Samantha or Kirsten because her cousins had those and she needed a different one because if they played together, they can mix up the dolls. That was my thought that you had to have your own doll and just one. Like, I couldn't even imagine kids getting more than one of these once you got your doll <laughs> it was your doll <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been listening to the to the podcast and I'm like what wait a minute you, you know what I than- <laughs> I felt the same mom I'm like wait people had more than one because yeah, like what? all of my friends growing up like they only had one and like I was even in the conversation like very early on in New York with some friends and we all only had one. So I feel like, Laura, you were like one of the very first people I spoke to that 
I know. Had a collection. I'm I'm embarrassed to say that I had five American girls. <laughs> but the thing is that I was the oldest grandchild, and for five years there were no other grandchildren. And for like almost seven years, there were no granddaughters. So uh-huh. I think that my grandparents uh, were sort of and other relatives were sort of like living vicariously through my experience. Like my grandmother was really into American girls. So I think that that's how I, I ended up with, with more than, <laughs> more than most people, but, uh, but fair. definitely I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, if I ever had a kid, like five, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, absolutely crazy. No one needs five American girl dolls. <laughs> Was I reading the books before I got the doll? I believe you were reading the books before the dolls and I found your journals up in our attic. <laughs> So I can give you a little more information about that. Oh my goodness. We talk about this on a lot of podcasts that like anytime I'm home in Connecticut, all I want to do is be up in my parents' attic. Like it's just, you know, hang out on the couch, hang out in the attic, finding treasures. And like, I have like a little section in the attic where it's like all of my stuff in one area, but mom, yesterday you were in the attic in, I guess your area, your books and things and found some AG treasures, um, that I didn't know I had. And you found my third grade journal, which (laughs) I am truly nervous about you sharing, but whatever, whatever. We'll see what happens. They're they're cute. Nothing embarrass you, but Felicity, Getting back to your question, Laura, is I think it was by default that she didn't want Molly, Kirsten, Samantha taken. Felicity, who else was there in yeah, that little group? Right? There's Addie, but I feel like I don't know I don't if she was out at the time. And Josefina, Josefina, Kit weren't out. Yeah. So Lindsay wrote a, a story in her journal called, called My Favorite Book. My favorite book is, well, I do not have a favorite book because I read a lot of good books, but the best book I read so far is the collection of Felicity. They are (laughs) all exciting. It's about a little girl growing up in the 1700s. Oh, that's so cute. You love the books. You read the books. I thought it was great to have a doll that actually encouraged reading of books. Because you did read other series like the Boxcar Children. Do you remember that? Yep. But I thought the American Girl doll books were great. They were kind of wholesome, although the stories are a little dark, I hear. I have another journal story. Oh, yes. We have to hear it. I'm I'm loving this. I'm not worried at all. (laughs) But it's also related to books. My favorite. Just my favorite. My favorite character from a book is Felicity. I already have a doll of her, three dresses, and her lamb posy. Felicity is a nine-year-old girl. Her birthday is in the spring. She lived in Virginia in 1774. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So now we know you had three dresses. We know you had two dresses, the one she came with and the birthday dress. Oh, what is the third dress? The third dress. And we're also, we're also trying to determine when and for what occasion you got Felicity because we thought it was Christmas or Hanukkah. It turns out it could have been for your eighth birthday. We're not. Yeah. Sure. So we found we found a video um, like an old VHS that we were watching a couple months ago where the Christmas was filmed where we suspected I received Felicity, but it, it wasn't on there. So I feel like that would have been a big enough moment that it would have been recorded and not like my little brother, Ryan getting this like little blonde doll of his, like, <laughs> like we my wouldn't buddy. show Ryan's my buddy doll <laughs> right? and not Felicity. So but there was a canopy bed, a doll canopy bed. You didn't get the Felicity bed, but I know we got you just like a Toys R Us doll canopy bed. And it had mm-hmm. to have been for Felicity. And she had to have already been yours. Right. So maybe I got her for Hanukkah that year. I don't know. Or my birthday. It's so funny how it's hard to remember these things because like, 
at the time, like every Christmas or holiday or birthday that I, that I had, it was like the best one yet. And it's like crazy how like now you, you're like, don't, don't even remember like which gifts you got for like which holidays, <laughs> but like, it's just so hard. Like when you're that little to remember those things, like long-term. Right? Seriously. Mom, do you remember my reaction to getting Felicity? No. I really wish I could. I'm still trying to figure out when you got her. Oh and we have, we have Hanukkah on video also. I, I've yeah. been searching for this. I was even looking for, and I have a box of receipts and catalog order things from the mid nineties. Cause I save everything yeah. up in the attic. I was, that's what I was mainly looking for to find the invoice from Felicity <laughs> because mm. we did actually order things by phone or sending checks in <laughs> with order forms way back yes. in the dark ages. Oh my goodness. That's what my mom was like reminiscing about the catalog was if she wanted to order something, she'd have to call them and give like a credit card number over the <laughs> phone, which seems so crazy to think of today, but that's Truly. how it was done. I mean, I was looking at old credit card bills and my credit card bills were like a hundred dollars a month. And I'm like, oh, Felicity's not on that. <laughs> just sent in a check with the order form yeah oh my goodness but, now when um Lindsay was getting Felicity would you say that around that age or maybe a little bit prior to was when she started to become a little bit more of the girly girl Lindsay we know and love <laughs> today <laughs> yeah that that happened actually when she was about five or six we had put her in gymnastics to kind of curb all that extra activity that lasted a couple of years. And, but with that we moved into dance and she loved dance and that really gelled everything for her with the costumes and the performing and the girly girl stuff. So I'd say by the time you were five or six, you were, you moved into that girly girl. (laughs) And never left. (laughs) Where she remains to this day. (laughs) Um, Karen, I'd love to dive a little bit more deeply into the things that you enjoyed the most about American Girl, um, because there were so many different ways to engage with it. Uh, There's the magazine, there's the catalog, there's the books, there's the dolls. Was there some Something specific that you as a mother really enjoyed engaging with, with Lindsay, with regard to American Girl? I loved the catalogs. I think that we would take turns like looking at the catalog. I don't know if we looked at the catalog together, but sometimes if the catalog came, I remember trying to get the catalog first before it got hidden <laughs> <Lindsay> somewhere. <laughs> because it was just so much fun to look at it and dream about all those cute little things in there and what can I get her that's as I said the most cost effective everything was so expensive (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you want to get something that has enough play value for the money you're spending and not something that's just going to get lost somewhere like the teeny tiny little accessories right Right. but I'll tell you if Rebecca Rubin was around oh my goodness (laughs) you would have had everything that that yeah Right. I feel like if Rebecca Rubin was around when I was younger, you would have bought me the entire collection. You would the have been collection. so psyched about it. <laughs> I, I would have, because that's my mom's maiden name. The stories are similar to her story of her family immigrating from Russia and Poland area. And it would just have been so perfect. I was so excited when she came out, right? but we had come out 20 years earlier. Truly. Oh, I know. And- She's a great addition. Yeah. Laura and I went to the AG cafe earlier this year and Rebecca's stuff was just really adorable, like kind of Mm -hmm. Samantha adjacent, but with her own little spin on it. And it was really, uh, I I loved it. And the little holla, like those were little accessories that you might want to indulge in. (laughs) Yes, Yes, absolutely. We would have indulged in all those. I did actually buy the book for my mom because I thought it would be kind of fun for her to read that, to see all the similarities between her family. And then I went to look for it the other day, but Lindsay had already taken it home. So <laughs> I took it. I have it. I'll give it back. <laughs> I do want to read it again. Yeah, no, Rebecca is awesome. And she came out a little bit after my time too, but um 
getting to see her collection in the store was so amazing. And her accessories like rival Samantha's in terms of like just how like cute and chic they are. And I feel like her story is like a very funny girl-esque. Like she wants to be an actress. Like it kind of takes place in that like same time period. I'm dying to read the book. So maybe I will also read it, Lindsay, and we can discuss. (laughs) Right? We talked about this on past episodes that these books are available as audiobooks on the Libby app. And I listened to Samantha's and they have it as like the collection. Laura, we had spoken about how we want to read like the full collection book. Mm-hmm. And so they have the full collection as like one um, book. And I think it's like six hours. And oh, wow. I've already listened like straight through Samantha's. I don't know if they have Rebecca's on there, but I'm thinking that they might. Um, so I'm going to have to add her to my list as well. Wow. I didn't even think of looking it up on there as an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I'm going to do yeah. that. It's really good. Like the books hold up, but like you definitely miss the element of, you know, the illustrations are so good in the books. And I always mm. loved the peek into the past section in the back to learn a bit more about the history, which they do share, but I feel like the visuals were just so impactful that you're missing it on the audiobook, but it's better than nothing. That's great. Do you remember taking the books out of the school library? I kind of remember yes. them in the school library. Yep. They were in the library and that's where I read a lot of the Samantha books. I feel like I discovered the joy of Samantha a little too late. Like I didn't have her as a doll. I didn't really read her books until maybe I was like in fourth or fifth grade when it was like a little past the point of me getting another doll or maybe I should never have expected another doll, but I discovered her later and I was like, Oh my God, I love her story. Like everything about it. And you know, I love that time period now. Um, very inspired by grand Mary's house, uh, lifelong dream of mine to live in a Victorian, probably oh, yes. stemming from <laughs> Samantha Parkington. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the library was such a great place still is. I mean, Lindsay and I, I think have in common that going to the library was a big part of our American girl, just cultivating that love for American girl and also a big part of our childhoods in general. I mean, like I was going to the library like every week, I feel like with my mom. Um, And I, I always wonder if kids utilize libraries today like as much as they did when we were kids I would assume so but I'm just not sure yeah mom I feel like you absolutely utilize the library will you tell a little bit about our town library our town library when you were little had a really cute playground for kids and I would go there with a book and Lindsay and her brother and I would sit on a bench quietly and Lindsay would run around going mom look I found some friends for you come here you have to meet these people. And I'm like, you know, I just want to sit here and read and (laughs) go play. And I know that's not the story you wanted, but that just shows Lindsay and her, you know, love of being nice and social. And I did take Lindsay and her brothers to the library quite a bit. And we enjoyed reading and bedtime stories and all of that. Um, Now I have a little grandson and I do take him into the library occasionally and we're the only people in the library, but the library has a lot of take and make kits that they do because of the uh, pandemic. Mm. So I'm always signing up for these little painting kits and craft kits and cooking kits and you just pick them up, bring them home, and then you do them at home with your child and they have them grouped according to age, like two and three year old. And then they have like a, a teen, a tween and, you know, all different age levels and they have an adult book box too. So I, I love the library. It's great. Right. That's so lovely. Truly. It's like, I want to see what our library offers in Brooklyn. Like, I feel like that's so awesome. And mom, something that I remember growing up, which is so vile to me today. And I'd love to hear your take on this is that our library used to have stuffed animal rentals remember Um, yeah yeah. and I feel like you would let me take out stuffed animals right we did I think they're a little gross but (laughs) so gross (laughs) I don't think they do that anymore that is like (laughs) the most disgusting thing (laughs) when you think about it I don't know how dad ever like dad is such a germaphobe that I don't know (laughs) how he would have ever let that happen (laughs) yeah I know ew 
Yeah. <laughs> Forgot all oh about that. Goodness. Just oh, wow. like an icky memory for me. <laughs> <laughs> that oh is that is so interesting. I remember my library having some toys, but no stuffed animals that you could take home. I don't trust <laughs> I don't trust that at the New York library because of the bed bug situation. Oh my God. Honestly. <laughs> for real. Going back to the catalog, mom, did you ever look at the catalog and think about all the stuff that you would want for you? Like if you were a child at this time, like what were you drawn to? I love the clothing. I mean I thought the clothing was great. And then the modern collection, the girls of today Mm-hmm. I know I bought you some t-shirts from that. Yeah, I had some of the clothing that, oh my goodness, I, I'm like praying that they're in the attic somewhere. Like what I would do for that black American girl logo shirt. Like, oh, I love that. And I had the matching striped shorts um, yeah. and I have a picture of myself in this. And I had the nightgown that matched Felicity's nightgown and our bears were wearing the same. I had the Miss AG bear and then the mini one. I had a ton of the books, not the historic books, but like the girl of today. The hobby books. The yeah, hobby like, books. Yeah, right? like little craft books. Yeah, the two yeah. That I just I just found the American Girl Help, which mm-hmm. has a lot of good advice. Mm-hmm. And American Girl Library, here's how which ha- is how to eat with chopsticks, draw cartoons. It even has things like spin a basketball and make a French braid, build forts, throw a football like a pro. I mean, that's pretty Ooh, progressive. Yeah. Right? I definitely did not do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice that the American Girl books were like really all about like creating like a well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. The help books and the craft books, I think were just like so open-minded and really progressive and really, I think, encouraged girls to like be whoever they wanted to be. Yeah, and that was a great message for a young girl. It really was. And it was very helpful to have books like this. And I think the other one that I must have given you quietly the care and keeping of you. <laughs> that one. That one. Yes. Iconic. American Girl really made things like that easy. Like mm-hmm. just totally slide it under the door. Read at your own <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> but yeah, those books were all great. And I, I still have them in my possession today and they've been so fun to flip through. We've been posting a lot of them on our Instagram account and I'll continue to do so. Like they're very interesting books still. And I'm really appreciative that you gave them to me, mom. Like I have quite the collection of them. I'm like (laughs) a dozen of them or more maybe. (laughs) Books were something I always felt were a great investment. And I would buy books all the time for you guys. Whereas the little accessories were cute and lovely, but I, I wouldn't really want to splurge on that but books anytime. Yeah. We've talked with some other guests and just other girls my age that were, AG was popular, you know, during our childhood, but they maybe didn't have dolls. Always say that the books were still a great way to engage with American Girl. Even if you didn't have a doll, like you still felt like you could participate in the world of American Girl without maybe having to like buy all kinds of like accessories and dolls to go along with it. So I think it's nice that they have like a bunch of different entry points to the concept, even if you weren't like, you know, gonna, gonna drop lots of money on dolls and accessories. Right. Cause you didn't even really have to buy the books. You can take them out of your library and even the school library. One last journal entry. I like my Felicity doll. She cost over $80, so I have to take care of it. Ooh, and I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But you knew you were supposed to. (laughs) Right? I knew the value of a dollar. Kind of. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's like writing. I don't know if that was before or after the haircut, but. (laughs) (laughs) Then you went on to write something about a bear and a duck, but you wrote a word that I I really can't even make out what the word is. (laughs) Oh, my God. What else is in this journal? I'm so curious. Just lots of little stories. I think the teacher gave you a prompt every day. Yeah. 
But anytime you could bring Felicity into a story, you did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I love that Lindsay has so many like journal entries and stuff that have preser- been preserved over the years. She's shown me some of her other ones from when she was older. <laughs> oh my God. I know it's strange, but it's like, I've kept a diary since I was in sixth grade, which the very first diary, I don't know where it is. And I had it in New York with me at one point. I have all of my other journals. I don't know where this one could be. And I hope to track it down one day, but I have all of these journals that I kept to like fairly recently. I'll like write in it every um, six months or so, but I'm like, I don't want anyone to find these. Like, I don't know what I'm saving them for. Like it's quite embarrassing. <laughs> like, what do you do with these? Keep them in a safe place. I have mine. I have mine from fifth and sixth grade. Ooh, I, where I they are. love to read those. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but they are fun to read. Okay. You can read mine. Not they don't really from that from that age I think is pretty safe yeah (laughs) it it is really anything older it's fine once you start looking in like these old boxes where I was looking for these receipts and invoices it's like a time capsule it's really amazing and it wasn't just your it was the boys stuff too yeah so it was everybody's end of term uh whatever grade you were in and I packed it in with whatever bills I paid that year (laughs) <laughs> which it didn't belong but... right well I'm fun. glad you found those all right mom I remember a couple of my friends also had American Girl not all of my best friends did but like Jenna had Samantha and by the way Jenna looked like Samantha we're gonna have her on as a future guest one day yeah. like I, I was like what you are like the living Samantha doll yeah. <laughs> and she, she still looks Samantha. just like her Truly, it's uncanny. Did you ever talk to other moms about American Girl other than my aunt? I think mainly I spoke to your aunt about it because the the cousins were the ones that really had the dolls. And Jenna, I don't remember speaking to her mom about the doll as much. And I, I was just talking to Elaine today, your friend Becky's mom, and those girls did not have the dolls. She's right. somebody I would have been talking to, to about the dolls. Right. So it was basically your Aunt Denise and Aunt Sue because the yeah. girls had the dolls. Yeah. Yep. And it sounds like they sort they sort of played an important role in, you know, setting the example for when Lindsay's when it was Lindsay's turn to get her doll. So if your cousins Lauren and Robin didn't already have the dolls, I probably wouldn't have known about them at the right time, at least for you to get yeah. them. That makes sense. And then mom, jumping way back to Bitty Baby, we talked with Laura's mom about this and would love to hear it from you. Do you remember if my Bitty Baby had a name? I don't think your Bitty Baby had a name. I don't think you named that doll at all. Do you remember anything about that? No, I don't. And I remember I had a baby doll named Caitlin. I don't (laughs) think that was Bitty Baby, but my cousin's name was Caitlin. (laughs) I was obsessed with the name Caitlin growing up, like, and I think I talked about this on the podcast, mom, but I'm curious if you have a memory of this calling from the hospital when Ryan was born and you said, like, you have a brother, what should I name him? And I said, Caitlin, (laughs) (laughs) do you remember that? I don't remember that, but I do remember you having a baby doll named Caitlin. I do. That sort of brings back a memory for me. And I did write down when you were 18 months old and I made, I was making quilts. I made a little quilt, a doll quilt, and I bought three identical dolls for you and Caitlin and Sarah, your two cousins. All these three girls are like the same age within months of one another. And I gave each girl for Christmas, a baby doll with a special quilt for the doll. Do you still have that that I made? What did it look like? It was pink and, you know, patchwork quilt with little cute little fabric. I, I may have is it. it. The one, is it the one with bunnies? I think so. Oh my God. Yes, I do. It's in my bedroom, in my drawer. And I love that quilt. It's the cutest thing. Like all the bunnies have different like patterns on their dresses. And yes, yes. I love so, that quilt. That's so, so that's, cute. That's the little quilt that I made 
for the girls. Wow, that's so nice of you. Yeah, I can't believe I did that. Uh, I want to learn to quilt. That's such a sweet (laughs) idea too, to do for all the cousins to have matching. I love that idea. Yeah, because all the girls were the same age and they were just so cute together when we all had the family gathering. So you probably did name that baby doll, Caitlin. I do remember you having a baby doll with that name. I remember... And I think this might be who Caitlin is, but there was a baby doll that I had whose eyes were closed and I took a crayon to them. So I colored them in green, (laughs) like the eyes green. And then I put like crazy eyelashes around. I think that might be who Caitlin is. Okay. It looked oh my goodness. crazy. You were like, okay. I want this doll's eyes to be open. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if Have she's not found- opening them herself, I'm doing Have it for her. you found her? Do you know where she is? I don't know. She might be in the attic, but I don't think I've seen her because I unearthed Viddy Baby up there and that doll I don't think was with her, but yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I hope that we find Caitlin in your next attic <laughs> adventure. I was equally obsessed with the name Ashley when I was a little kid. And I feel like the names Caitlin and Ashley were so like trendy at the time that we were <laughs> little kids that it's no wonder that like those were our go-to. There were probably right? like 10 Caitlin's and 10 Ashley's in my, in my grade growing up. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Um, Karen, I have to ask if you were a little girl at the time that American Girl was popular, do you have a doll in mind that maybe you would get? Um, definitely Rebecca Rubin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I still kind of think about maybe getting the little mini one. Yeah. Yes. The mini ones are great. I got uh, Lindsay mini Samantha for her birthday this oh, year yeah and <laughs> I think that that's the way to live out like an American girl fantasy as an adult is like you just collect the little mini dolls <laughs> right <laughs> honestly I think Karen next time you come to the city uh, we need to coordinate a trip to go see Rebecca's collection in person because oh, it's so that. it's so impactful to see it like in real life like we were bowled over by it yeah, really? and I, the last time I went to the American Girl store, it was across the street from Sex. So that was years ago, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've moved. Laura, we should coordinate a mom's trip. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> my mom would love to come to the city and look at the American Girl stuff, and we should definitely coordinate a mom's trip. Well, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And the the store, like as we discussed in our episode about it, like really does bring back so many memories. And there's a lot that's different for sure. But there's there's a lot that's the same. And they have like this one glass case of like all the original dolls. So you can see like original Felicity, original Samantha. It's like a time capsule, like you're mm-hmm. saying. And now, mom, we have a little game and that is if you were to go to dinner with any two American girls, who would they be? And this could also include the American girl characters as well. Okay. So you know that Rebecca Rubin will definitely be my number one choice. Of and course. Of course. Cause we probably have common ancestors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we need to talk. And then my second choice would be Molly. I just that, doll, that that little justice for Molly. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, a kid growing up with glasses really this—it's kind of neat, and it yeah. it makes your life a little harder in some ways, but it gives you a different perspective on things. So I'd really like to meet Molly. Okay. You know, I always feel like a kindred spirit with a friend that had glasses growing up. Like, I feel like I have a little bit of an understanding um, when someone tells me they were also a toddler in glasses. (laughs) Good. I know my, my mom was also a young kid with, with glasses. And she said the same thing about Molly. Like she wasn't drawn to her when I was like getting 
uh, my American Girl dolls. But I think looking back in hindsight, it's like representation is very important. And it's nice that they had an option with glasses um, so that, you know, little girls with glasses felt like they were being represented in the doll line, whether or not they chose to engage with it, Lindsay. <laughs> right. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we could always have bought little tiny glasses for Felicity, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. that's true. <laughs> it's not too late, Lindsay. You could get glasses for you Felicity. <laughs> I know she might look cute in them with her blowout. <laughs> the blowout. <laughs> and you didn't draw on her eyes or anything, right? So she's good. No, she is perfect. <laughs> I I do remember Mom having like the powder to clean her up, like oh, I don't. Yeah. Remember, like, yes. you, what would, did I do something to her? Like, did I get her all scuffed up? I think I remember buying that little cleaning powder and whatever accessory it was to clean her. I don't know what happened to her, though. Hmm. Maybe she had some smudges on her face, something. Interesting. And what was your reaction when I cut her hair? Do you remember? I think I was appalled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you totally blocked it out though. Yeah. I, I wish I remembered doing this, but I loved cutting hair. Like I, I would cut my own hair a lot. I found a lot of joy in that. Uh, yeah, you did that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did that as a kid too. And now Lindsay and I both work at hair, a hair company. Right. So. right? <laughs> Full circle. Full circle for really? sure. Yeah. I, I do have little um, entries in your baby book saying how you cut your bangs yourself and I know why is it always the bangs (laughs) (laughs) why not something in the back of the head (laughs) seriously Uh, well this was so fun mom thank you so much for joining us today my pleasure it's been such a journey you know trying to think of all the memories and they there are so many of them and I'll probably think of lots more (laughs) after the podcast but right I love the podcast and I love talking to you girls thank you so excited to have the moms on to give their side of the story and maybe there'll be a mom sequel episode for more tales as we start to relive those memories that would be great and a trip to that American girl store would be (laughs) yes definitely and mom Please let everyone know where they can find you after this. I am on Instagram with my cute little kitty cat. Her name is Mayflower and I love to knit and you can find me at Mayflower Knits. It is premium cat content and knitting content. Mom, you're such a talented person, Um, clearly with the quilts that you made everyone, but also your knitting is truly exceptional. And Mayflower is the cutest, the cutest sister I could ever ask for. Um, so definitely follow along at Mayflower Knits. Um, and do you want to shout out your fragrance company as well? Yes. And I also love perfume and do fragrance events in New York City, which are now virtual fragrance events, but you could find me at Sniffapalooza. Love that. Yay. Thank you so much, Karen. It was great to hear from you. My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.